0: Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode! Good
1: morning, Jordan Kaufman. How are you?
2: I'm good, Jeannie. How are you doing? I'm great. It's an exciting time because it's graduation time.
1: Um, You know what else is really exciting that's going on in town is the pedestrian plaza. There's all kinds of fun things going on every Saturday and Sunday. The things that I like the most and that are the most consistent is every Saturday from 7.30 to 9.30, there is live music in the park and every Sunday from five. to seven. There is live music in the park. And then there's other activities that are sprinkled throughout the pedestrian plaza um, during every weekend. It's the first weekend of the month that is the most exciting. I can tell you that. And what's coming up on July the 1st, the theme for the month is Americana, which ties in nicely to the 4th of July parade. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a bit. Uh, So the July 1st, we have a slate of activities and live performances from eight in the morning all the way until 9 30 that night so i hope everybody goes out to the pedestrian plaza and then again it's going to be another repeat on july the 2nd another full day of activities and fun And then finally, on July 4th, it's the parade. So we're going to talk about the parade today. We're going to talk to Lee Gilsonan, who has been a part of the 4th of July celebration for 10 years. And Lee comes from one of the, uh, how can I put it, one of the most invested, both um, time-wise, family-wise, just, just. Such a philanthropic family, the Gilsenin family. Her dad owns Gilsenin and Company, and now Lee helps her dad run that real estate empire. I think the Gilsenin family has touched the lives of everyone in Ridgewood in some way. Um, they own a few apartment buildings and office buildings, retailers, they run a lot of retail properties in Ridgewood which um, those of you who don't know who are listening I am an investor in world flats and Gil Sennon is our property manager and they absolutely do a phenomenal job with that again Lee has taken on a bigger role with that business um, but before that she was a practicing attorney and um, now has her own practice where she focuses on criminal defense and also a lot of real estate matters and municipal court sorts of things. One of the smartest people I've ever met in my life and also one of the most, again, philanthropic, just has a heart of gold, gives everything she has to every organization that she's involved in. So Lee um, was on the executive board of newcomers and she is also, like I said, on the executive board of the Ridgewood Fourth of July Celebration Committee along with her husband so, Lee, welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. And I can't wait to hear everything that you have to tell us about the Fourth of July celebration. How many years has it been going on in Ridgewood?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's been going on in some form or fashion since 1910. The only event that has run every single year for 113 years is the flag raising. And that's because there were some years during World Wars, we where we didn't have a parade um, during COVID. We didn't have a parade, but we have always had the flag raising. Yeah. It's a pretty great staple, you know, kick off the summer. Um, It's a really fantastic event. I think everybody loves it. I think everybody loves it.
2: Can we play a game, a quick game real quick. What's your favorite sure. of the 4th of July in Ridgewood?
3: Favorite part.
2: Favorite part. We're going around the room. Everyone's doing it.
3: I'm hands down fireworks.
2: Fireworks. Okay.
3: You know what? I have to say, I really love
1: the flag raising ceremony and for those of you who don't know it is on the west side of ridgewood it is in garber square and it usually happens at at what it's it's at
3: nine nine a.m
1: all right so those of you who are listening go to garber square which is right there by the train station on the west side at nine o'clock and go to that flag raising because that is my favorite part of the fourth of july celebration and of course the parade is terrific i also love the fireworks it's really hard to pick what about you jordan
2: obviously you know the parade and the fireworks are, are really the uh top thing but i would say within the parade the school floats and seeing the different school floats and a little bit of the thing that's one of my favorite things that especially now having a daughter in school and and the different floats i I love that the most but the other thing that's a lot of fun is the couple days before the fourth of july when people start putting their their chairs out and stuff like that and like tying them together like it's
1: (laughs) we have a running bet in our family, like. Okay, so this year, how soon are people going to start putting out their chairs? And I think the earliest we've seen chairs out there is like on June 25th.
3: Yeah, the earliest I ever saw was Father's Day. That was a few years ago. Stop Um, it. We We don't have any up yet. So everybody's got to get going. I think it gets weather dependent. It's been cold. So no one's thinking about it yet.
1: That's true. So Lee, uh, the one thing that I want to know about there's so many things that I want to know about the 4th of July celebration. Uh, first of all, let's just get this out of the way right now. For those of you who are listening that think that the 4th of July parade just happens just, whoop, just by the click of a finger, it's that's not how it works. Uh, you work all year long on this, don't you, Lee?
3: Yeah, I mean, primarily we start like September to July, kind of getting things ready. We have new people involved. Obviously, when we first got involved, it took us a little bit longer to get our feet under us in terms of the amount of things that have to be done, because it's a really large undertaking. So we're a pretty well-oiled machine, but it is, you know, it is for many, many months in the works prior to, um, I think in, you know, the really big stuff starts like January, February.
1: What are some of the really biggest pieces that take the most amount of time and amount of stress?
3: So it's kind of broken down into kind of three main areas. Um, so we have the parade, Tara Masterson's our parade chair. Um, she's our current president of the executive board of the celebration. We are an independent, all volunteer nonprofit. So everybody has full-time jobs and then they do this on the side. The parade is one piece that has like a whole part of it. The evening portion, which is the fireworks. We have bands, we have food vendors. This year we have a beer garden. That's our new event. Um, That in and of itself is all planning and then there's all the fundraising. So it's these three main sections um, and they all kind of start at different times. So in the winter months, we're kind of logistically planning like getting the fireworks under order because those have to be, you know, contracted for much earlier and organized. Um, We have to line up security and stuff. Rigid police helps us with that, but that all starts those winter months kind of getting organized on that front. And then as you know, we get closer to the spring, we're kind of parade planning starts in May Uh, April, May. Um, And now we're a week and a half out. So right now we're all all hands on deck for fundraising because we actually do the bulk of our fundraising in the last couple of weeks leading up to it, which sounds odd, but that is always like kind of when we get people most excited and we start raising a lot of money.
1: That makes sense. So tell us a little bit more about your fundraising formula. How, where do you go get the money? How can I contribute? I think there's some ticket sort of something going on there. So tell us all about that.
3: Yeah, so we kind of have, um, we offer to a lot of local businesses, some advertising options. That's a really big um, draw for our fundraising because we have you have a really captive audience. Um, you have people on a parade route watching the parade. We have an LED ad truck that puts the logos of our sponsors of a certain level and up on that. We post on our website, our social media, and we have certain sponsorship opportunities that some people you know, sponsor, like we have a postcard that goes to every household in Ridgewood. And like we put a someone someone sponsors that. So those are the advertising opportunities. But where we really try to, you know, have grassroots fundraising is with residents because the village doesn't we don't receive any direct funding from the village. The village does provide support services, but we do have to pay for a a lot of things. So it's residents where we really are trying to have even small donations, like if every household donated ten dollars, we would be able to completely fund the event. So I think a lot of people enjoy the event and it is free to watch. The parade is on Ridgewood Avenue. We do raise money by the ticket sales for the fireworks. So that's kind of, you know, where we're getting all of our funds from, but you know, it's every year is different. Um, You know, obviously businesses are depending on how well they're doing and how supportive they can be. And then if we have a bad weather year, then we're getting really hit, you know, on fireworks ticket sales. So It's just us remaining creative and trying to get people excited about it and getting people to support it because I think it is one of those really iconic things and it's such a strong community event. We feel really dedicated to making sure that this goes forward. I mean, I grew up in Ridgewood and some of my absolute most memorable favorite memories as a child are the 4th of July. So to be able to give that to people going forward is something that we really feel strongly about.
1: Let me take this opportunity to thank you for your heart and, and all of the effort that you put into it, because it is very, very much appreciated. I got to tell you, it's the same thing for us. Um, my kids are now out. They don't live in Ridgewood anymore because they they're up and grown and and they talk about it, too. They're like, oh, my God, I want to come home for the Fourth of July. They'd rather come home for the Fourth of July than they would Christmas, to be honest with you. So thank you. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, it's true, too. So Um, I love how every year there's a new theme. How do you come up with those themes? And, and, And again, Jordan, to your point, the elementary school floats are always decorated according to that theme. So that's always really, really exciting. How do you come up with the theme and what's the theme for this year?
3: So this year's theme is Made in America. So we do the, the theme is primarily to give the schools something to kind of work off of because there is actually a float competition. There's actually everything in the parade is judged. So there's like different the bands are competing, the fire departments are competing. They're all, you know, and the school floats are competing. So that's where the theme kind of is how creative people can be and it's a really It's a great way to get people involved and gets kids involved. Every year we come up with a theme. Sometimes it's easy because there's stuff going on nationally that makes sense. Like the year that it was the anniversary of the national park system. That was one of my favorite themes because it was just like, it was such a fun thing for the schools and they all did things like very different because we don't, they don't talk to each other. We don't know what they're going to do ahead of time. So, you know, sometimes that's like a very easy an easy one. This year, we just chose Made in America because we thought it would be a fun way for, um, you know, people to kind of express what that means to them.
2: So, Lee, you have no, you get no transparency into... Any of the floats or what some of the themes that they might be doing? We don't have any like teaser trailers. Well,
3: I mean, Somerville, I know because we're in Somerville, so I'm like aware of it. <laughs> um, but we don't ask. But you
2: because... can't give any. You can't give any teasers.
3: No, it's all secret.
2: All the kids for the first time see what the other schools are doing.
3: As far out. as I know, yes, they all take it pretty seriously and are like really into it. I think it's like a secret.
2: Do the kids like get involved in any oppo research? Like, you know, you have a friend who's in one of the other schools. You you know go check them out and
3: I don't know, like see. We had, um, a few years ago, we had done like a promo, um, video and we had the guy who was like a videographer did it. And he went to, we got the names of where they were building the floats. Like they told us, and we got some behind the scenes float building footage, That was the first time we kind of got involved with any of it just because we wanted to like get some prep stuff. But it was cool. Yeah, I don't think there's any like sabotage going on. Because I have to
2: say, like sometimes you see some of these floats and they are just so creative. Yeah, no,
3: they're really good. Yeah, Travelle has been winning the last couple of years. So there was a guy on our committee for many years who he would build like special effects and stuff. And the floats he made were just incredible. Yeah. They moved to California to like actually what he does for work now is that kind of stuff.
2: Michael Bay films, he, he did all the Transformers.
3: I don't even know what it is, but the stuff is like unbelievable.
2: I, I've always found that to be a fun part. So we uh another cool thing about the Fourth of July, and like everyone's got their spot that they like to be, right? Where you like to oh, watch yeah. where you like to watch the parade. So we have some friends who live right on Ridgewood Ave, right by where they like everyone starts getting ready and the parade kind of starts. And so they open yeah. breakfast at their house like really early before the parade starts and you kind of go and get breakfast and then you walk up and down and see all the parades, awesome. Do you know, anyone. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the fun things that we've always done. And then we have a friend who lives right by Maple field and that's where we'll always watch the fireworks. And so, you know, you kind of have your points. And then when, uh, Justine's family used to live up by, um, you know, you'd go to Crest and you'd watch them. From. Yeah,
3: you can see from up there. And so
2: we used to walk over to Crest and, and we'd watch the fireworks from there. So you've kind of always got these like different points that you can see the fireworks from, or like you said, get the tickets, support the, support the program and don't yeah, you know, get the real, like, uh, that's what, what, the real what experience. The IMAX experience. <laughs>
3: and people, what people don't realize is we actually have, There's a very big portion of the fireworks. I don't know if it's a big portion of the fireworks show, but there's a certain percentage of the fireworks show that is on the ground. Yeah. Um. So the fireworks shells. I know so much about fireworks than I ever did in my life. Um. Their height is based on their diameter of the shells. So our four-inch shells go 400 feet, but we only have like X number of those. So those big ones are the ones that you're seeing from like all different parts of town. But if you're on the ground, you're seeing this like very elaborate, really incredible ground show. And you're really close to, like, a fireworks show for not a ton of money, and it's fantastic. Um, The ground show is, like, really worth it. I honestly didn't go to the field to watch fireworks until I was involved in the committee. As a kid growing up, we watched them from Ridgewood High School. So it, like, changed my whole perception of that show, seeing, you know, the real deal.
1: Yeah, I love being on the field for the fireworks. Um, I remember one year, didn't you have music that was kind of coordinated?
3: Yeah, the 100th anniversary, I wasn't involved at that time. But my understanding is they they synced music with it, which is what some of the um, like bigger shows do. We have that option. But you actually get less shells fired off because it slows it down. And the acoustics are never great on the field. So we've done away with it because it just kind of... I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't work well with our setup.
1: So going back to those ticket sales, again, everybody needs to buy a ticket. How much are they?
3: They are pre-sale $12. And then the day of they are, I think 15, we have a ch- child's price um, pre-sale, but the day of, they're all the same price. You can buy them in stores online. It's super easy. They're at backyard living, wine cellar, daily treat and Gothelbrook farms they are pre-sale is twelve dollars and then at the gate um they are 16 and you can also buy them online our website is ridgewoodjuly 4thcom ridgewoodjuly 4thcom and then it's not just fireworks that you get with your ticket price the gates open at six o'clock we have uh live music we have food vendors this year we have parkwood deli that's going to be selling food there's a pizza truck empanadas a couple different ice cream vendors, and then we have a beer garden. That is our newest event on Vets Field. We have three different bands: the Stilettos, the Nines, and uh, Dad's Night Band. So that's like a really fun block of time. It's super um, family friendly, and then the fireworks go off around like nine fifteen. Um, so it's it's great. It's really fun, and it's it's worth every penny, in my opinion. It's a our fireworks are done by Grucci. We had them last year for the first time. If you're not familiar with Gucci, they're very uh, they're a pretty famous fireworks company. They do like all kinds of national and international shows. We've been very lucky to get them for the last last year and this year.
2: Yeah. So Lee, uh, you know, being that I I kind of every year we we go to my friend's house and have breakfast, I kind of lose track of time. When exactly does the parade start, and where exactly does the parade start?
3: So the parade starts um, at Monroe and Godwin step off is at 10 a.m. It is led by Ridgewood police and the color guard. I got a hot tip that Heath James is going to be leading the parade this year. He's actually retiring in July. So I think it's his final parade on the force. And, yeah, it goes up uh, Godwin Avenue, past McMurphy's, the train station, under the trestle, Broad Street, down Ridgewood Avenue, and then a left on Maple, past Village Hall. We have a Grand Marshal this year. Uh, it is Chuck Johnson, honoring him. Um, so we're working on some other last-minute special guests. Um but it's it's fun. It's a it's a great tradition. So that is where it starts 10 a.m. So depending on where you sit, you know, you can be watching the start of the parade a little bit later if you're further on the east side.
1: Can you tell us who Chuck Johnson is?
3: Oh, Chuck Johnson is a longtime uh, Richard High School football coach and he retired. Um, so we I, wanted I, to honor him.
2: I have a quick Fun fact about Chuck Johnson. When I went to Ridgewood High School, Chuck Johnson uh, used to run the old gym that was there before we we redid the whole gym facility. And he used to come in at 6 a.m. and would encourage kids to come in and come use the exercise room at 6 a.m. And for some reason, I used to get a ride with a friend. We used to park on Herman's. And if you got there really early, we were the first spot every time. And we'd go and just like work out and hang out with Chuck Johnson, nonstop, rocky, uh, soundtrack, just (laughs) nonstop that Metallica. And there was one other silly CD that was in there. It was like dance party, 1994 or something like that. And there was a group of us that used to go, including one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life, rest in peace. James Ponticelli, He oh, yeah. put on a comedy routine every morning. It was, it, it's actually one of my more fond memories. I didn't play football, but I know coach Johnson very, very well because he'd be there at 6am. And he, he was just an, an epic addition to everything else that was happening in, in the gym on those mornings. It was a really fun time. It was well, he's a- definitely
1: Legend. I have to say, I'll tell you a little Chuck Johnson story too. Every time I would go to the high school and I would introduce myself. Hi, I'm Mrs. Johnson. And they'd be like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And finally, one day, Chuck Johnson told me, you know, people think you're my wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lee, that there's one of the things that, you know, I think some of our listeners and and we're certainly curious about who are some of uh, you know, this year's uh big sponsors.
3: Yeah, so we're still um We're still getting our sponsors lined up, but we've had a couple um, of our really strong staples over the last couple of years. Um, Valley Hospital has always been a really great supporter of us. They have a float in the parade as well. Darty Enterprises, which is Applebee's and Shannon Rose, are big sponsors. Um, McMurphy's is a huge supporter. They have, for us, usually it's on the Saturday before. Well, this year it's July 1st. They have... Uh, like live music, and they charge a cover, and the cover goes to the Fourth of July, and then they're doing our beer garden this year, so we're getting a um portion of the proceeds from the beer garden. Um, we have a lot of other really great local sponsors um you know, a lot of really local businesses they're all on our website, but Downs Trees is a huge supporter. Um we get a lot of in-kind donations from people like Zudima. um Ridge Party rentals is a big supporter. Uh, I feel bad if I miss somebody because we are so grateful to our sponsors because we can't do it without them. Um, it literally would not happen. So, um, there's a ton health barn donates to us, steel wheel park West. Um, you know, we're really lucky that we have a lot of generous sponsors, but you know, it still is every year is a hustle <laughs> to get it done. Cause it is a really big undertaking.
2: Well, that that's one of the things I think, and and it's important for, you know, podcasts like, like. Ridgewood Talks to kind of highlight how much of some of the things that we associate and affiliate with Ridgewood are really done by volunteers and contributions from donors and local people in the community. Uh, That's one of the things, and and Jeannie and I think all of us would agree, the, the wheels of Ridgewood would not turn without the people that commit themselves to these kinds of things like you do, Lee. And it's, it's just really important for us to remind people and hopefully it inspires other people in the town to get involved and and to continue the tradition because you're on year number 10 and that's a lot of years to be running the 4th of July. Yeah, it's
0: it's a lot of
3: years. It's hard. I mean, we're always looking for volunteers. Um, There's a lot of ways to get involved. It's hard because it's a holiday, you know, like everybody wants to enjoy their 4th of July because we're kind of working on it during it. But it's fun. It's like it is It is ends up being a really fun, exhausting, great day. Like I'm always pretty happy once the fireworks go off. And I'm like, okay,
2: we're safe. It's also something to set an example with a family. You know, I mean, it's it's a little tough for me with my one and a half year old and eight year old to, you know, corral them. But if you have young kids in high school or something, you could do that volunteering as a family activity. You spend the Fourth of July together, you're going to be watching the parade and fireworks anyway. So It's really just kind of a way to get a backstage pass uh, and, you know, still spend the time with family and friends.
3: Yeah, I mean, my six-month-old, he's going to be right there with me, you know. He's not going to the fireworks, but he'll be in the parade. My kids have, like, you know, they're little still, five, four, and six months. But they have grown up in the last, like, you know, five years of their young lives just, like, you know, riding in the gator and, like, being – (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: being dragged around to like you know at the end of the night the end of the fourth of july like after the fireworks there's like a cleanup that has to happen and there's like there's also like just administrative stuff that has to happen because there's like cash on the field and stuff like that so like last year at like 10 o'clock at night i was standing in front of village hall with like my then four-year-old and my three-year-old and i was like okay we like gotta get home it's just so late for you too and they're like picking up the food truck signs and gathering up stuff thrown in the back of the gator. And I'm just, I put them to work, you know, these kids got to learn. <laughs>
2: <Just tacking laughs> up on adventures it's never too parenting. young, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Just track it right. up on adventures and parenting. I'm with you. Hey, look, but it, good. You know, for, for the sake of the podcast, but leave, you know, we're sitting around just, just talking around, you know, the table, of course get those four-year-olds out there picking up.
3: <laughs> I, Jackie Luthi came up to me at this moment and like I was exhausted I was also pregnant with my now six month old and so like it was just like things were just we were tired and she looked at me and she's like I think they need to be in bed I was like all right let's not (laughs) I'm gonna get like a rest and
2: actually so that that's a good that's another good shout out so (laughs) uh you know I'd like to give a a big thanks and um you know to to Jackie Luthke our retired yeah I
3: know it's also her last year
2: actually i don't i believe and she said this so I, I don't know if they somehow coerced her into being involved you would know um she was like this is the first time in 30 years that i'm going to be a spectator of the fourth yes, of july parade not like involved in everything and, and she yeah. said, it's like, holy that is a long time and be- that's
3: why i was saying yeah and with Heath, Heath's leading the parade because he's retiring but I still I knew that Jackie wasn't working. <laughs> so yeah,
2: no, she, I should
3: have caveated that. It's not that she's not being honored. Yeah, no, she's watching. Good for her.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's uh it's pretty amazing too because whenever you do see uh the people in the police department there, they're still wearing their full garb, and sometimes those fourth of July days are hot and it is steamy. They're just standing in the sun or yeah, walking, you know, doing the parade. It takes a while. How long does it take? From the start of the parade to get to Village Hall, how long do you think time-wise that takes each, each person in the parade?
3: I mean, I don't know, probably like 45 minutes. I mean, it depends on how fast you're walking. I don't know if I've ever actually timed it. So I've probably
1: I think I've been in the parade at least a half a dozen times. It's an hour, you know, give or take. Yeah, I was going to
2: say longer. It feels longer than 45 minutes for sure when you're out there cuz you start you start to stop a couple times.
3: Yeah, the gaps, we're always worried about gaps, keeping it tight. But um yeah, but just back to the police, they've always been, you know, Richard police is a huge You know, we can't do this without them. So they're, they're a partner with us in this. I have to thank them. And Jackie's been, for the time I've been involved, she's been, she's been the one in charge. So, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a good partnership and we're, we're excited about everything this year. So we should be smooth sailing. Um,
1: yeah. You know, and I just want to give a shout out to the volunteers too, because honestly, nobody is as dedicated to this 4th of July celebration as Lee and Tara are. But um, if anybody listening is interested in being a volunteer, you don't have to work until 1030, 11. Oh, no,
3: no, that was an exaggeration. I mean, Right, right, a, right. Yeah, so but I just there's want a lot of different roles and we need volunteers. We have ones that just do the parade. We have people that just do the evening. Like, there's tons of stuff you can do. So, and so if you go on our website, there's a thing where you can say volunteer. We give community service hours to high school kids or whoever, whatever, but he needs it. Um, But yeah, thank you for that reminder because that's the executive board. The committee is relatively small, but we have so much, so many people that like come together to make this all happen.
1: So my family and I have volunteered for the parade in the past, and I think if I remember correctly. We had to be out there at eight or eight thirty in the morning over there by Monroe and West Avenue. Yeah, And we were done by noon and it was so much fun because like you said, Jordan, you get an inside look at what is going on with the parade. You get to talk to the people who are excited about walking in the parade. It is a really super fun way to give of your time. I highly, highly recommend people sign up to volunteer. You can sign up um, through the website, which is July. What is your website again, Lee? Uh,
3: RidgewoodJuly4th.com.
1: RidgewoodJuly 4th.com. And then there's a as you mentioned, there's a meeting coming up for volunteers. And what day and time is it and where is it located?
3: Uh it is gonna be Thursday, July 29th, of June 29th at the Ridgewood Firehouse in the classroom around back. Um So
1: that's and the Ridgewood Firehouse is on Glen by the Recycling.
3: Yes, yeah, 201 East Glen. Um, and then just check our website before for the volunteer meeting, because we've, the time has shifted a little bit. Um. So, but, you know, you can email us at Ridgewood 4th of July at gmail.com um, for, you know, anybody wants to reach out and we can give you info, even if you can't come to the volunteer meeting, that doesn't, you know, preclude you.
1: So I know that you got to rush out of here, but before you go, I just want to talk a little bit about what happens if it rains, what are we going to do?
3: It's <laughs> a good question. Um. We have a rain date. So the parade is rain or shine. Um, so no matter what the parade goes on the 4th of July, um, if it rains and we make that call around, well, as late as 2 p.m., is kind of the latest we make the call, it gets uh, the rain date is July 5th, so that whole evening portion gets rescheduled for the following day. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but um, it's raining is not great, but we do have a backup plan.
1: That's good. All right, everybody. So uh, if you are interested in sponsoring, if you're interested in volunteering, if you're interested in attending, please go to that website. It's RidgewoodJuly4th.com. And if you want to reach out to them, uh, give that email address one more time, Lee.
3: ridgewood dot com, All spelled out.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And also, I just want to one more time just extend my gratitude, my sense of awe, and appreciation for everything that you do for this community and and for training those kids up uh, to do the same thing. One of the things that sums up who you are is featured prominently on your website. And it is a quote that says providing support when you need it the most. And that is what you and your family have done for our community for decades. So congratulations and thank you so much.
3: Thank you both for uh, having me and thanks for letting us put the 4th of July message out there.
2: We'll see you at the 4th. See you on the 4th. See See you on the
3: parade route.
2: (laughs) All righty, Take care. (laughs)
3: bye (laughs) bye see you later bye thank you guys